Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. My name is Notch. I'm Caleb. And I'm Colin. This week, the Loons disappoint as Toronto put in a third goal. Alexis Sanchez seizes the means of goal production. And the Unimas play-by-play announcer is Russian to finish. Alright guys, so I have a theoretical scenario for you. Okay, shoot. Wait, are we doing the Reynolds wrap-up early this week? or uh, No, possibly, but not quite. Okay. okay. Um, so imagine that you, Caleb, are Sergey Lavrov, and you, Notch, are Sergey Kislyak. You go into Don Garber's office. What item of intel do you wish that he would brag about completely unnecessarily? <laughs> uh, some, something to do with uh, Beckham's Miami MLS bid. Like, it's, like, in the trash, like, <laughs> like near, like, just crumpled up and thrown to a wastebasket with, like, gum in it. And like, oh, yeah, that's a, whatever, it's bad gum, who cares? Like, I want that to be said to me in Don Garber's office. It just shows me the list of uh, MLS Cup winners for the next 10 years planned in advance. <laughs> I mean, if I saw a list that said Frozen Envelopes Generation Adidas, I would be very intrigued. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Somebody doesn't know all the NBA draft lottery stuff. My goodness. I do. The envelope were cold so, you know, you'd know which one to pick out of the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, apparently, another one of those conspiracies says that they put Icy Hot on the um, the balls in the draw for the <laughs> Champions League. Also, you should never put Icy Hot on your balls. It never works out. <laughs> no. no. No, do not do that. No. Public terms announcement for two United fans. Do not do that. <laughs> That took like what five sentences to get us from like this great co- conspiracy theory to balls. <laughs> I mean, last week we went from musicals to porn in like five seconds. So I mean, <laughs> Tell you we're that. yeah, we're yeah. being consistent at least. If anything, yeah. we're like cleaning our act up, <laughs> <laughs> but not with icy hot. Uh, one of the things that's that's big on cleaning is the rivers and lakes of this great state. Uh, there's a lot of cleanups with the DNR. I'm stretching, guys. Come on, <laughs> I you mean, gotta help me out. You're assuming that those buffers are going to actually pass the legislature this year. So, <laughs> okay, okay. And, and the reason there are these cleanups is to benefit wildlife. Wildlife likes the loons, which need monitoring. So let's move on to a segment that we call Loon Monitoring. What did our team do this past weekend, guys? Uh, this week we lost to the best team in the league. Six. Although you, although you have it down here that we won six games. So. unbeaten. <laughs> hey, at least this time I didn't read it out loud. I knew what the result was. <laughs> uh, six games unbeaten for Toronto FC. I ran a poll after this game that asked, "Was this a disastrous loss, disappointing loss, better result than expected, or a moral victory?" Uh- Disappointing just, loss got fifty-one percent. Better than expected, thirty-four percent. Moral victory, fourteen percent. I don't remember what I voted for. Come on, but guys. my Twitter app doesn't do polls. So, which every... Twitter app are you using? Uh, Tweetcaster. Oh, okay. oh, it's really not that great. Then Seriously. switch to another app. <laughs> well, the, the it's, normal it's not like Twitter you're tied app. in. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have stock from Tweetcaster? Um, are there Russians influencing <laughs> you to have this app? And so that's why one louder was tweeting out in Cyrillic. That makes perfect sense now. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So, what do you guys think? Was was it a disappointment? Was it? Let me come in with the pancake hot take saying this was a moral victory, guys. MLS Cup finalists, six games unbeaten, Giovinco, Altidore, and we get two goals. 
and we almost die the game. I think that this is something a result that we should be happy about. This is a game that if it was played early on in the year, we would have lost seven to one. Eight to one. Eight to nothing. Still eight to nothing. I'm pretty sure we would have walked off the pitch in the first ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, that said, I'm still going to be a little bit disappointed. There were a few times where I thought that the Loons probably should have been playing a little more tight. Basically playing up to the level that they have over the last few weeks. This was stupid mistakes. There were some stupid yeah. mistakes, yeah. and Toronto's a great team, and they capitalized on those stupid mistakes. Yeah. Stupid mistake number one, um, Abu Dunladi, please do not tackle people. In the box. You're a forward for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> and you showed that you are a forward. Um, Rash tackle- challenge gets yeah. up the penalty. Clear penalty, no arguments from anyone. It should... You know, I- no, Abu Dunladi argued it first, <laughs> and I had no idea why he was bothering <laughs> Maybe trying trying to save face, maybe I don't know. But uh, anyway, Givenko uh, slots on the penalty, um, and then we tied it up. Well, Givenko also gets he taken w- off injured. Take, yeah, taken off injured which, at the halftime. Imagine having a team where you take off Giovinco and you put on <laughs> Altidore. <laughs> I I don't understand what their problem. Like they're complaining about match about a uh, fixture congestion, which we'll get to, but. Don't come at me with that if you're replacing Altador. Let's let's give the quote really quick, and I don't know, think we need to talk about okay. it very much. Bradley said, the league has to find a better way to handle some of the logistics. Two weeks in a row we play on Wednesday night, and we're the first game on Saturday afternoon. I'm somewhat sympathetic. It's, you know, still six games unbeaten, which yeah. is scary as hell. Six, six games undefeated. Uh, they're, they've won all six games. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, six wins in a row. Um, Greg Vanny... <laughs> undefeated after, the same thing. I just realized that. Never mind. Was it... Well, no, because, I mean, you can have a draw and be oh, unbeaten. Right. Um, you know, the, the Mourinho result. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I can't remember if it was before or after the game, but um, Toronto's head coach, Greg Vanny, said that this is the deepest team in MLS history. And I don't have any evidence to counter that statement. That is... Yeah. A- that's like, you hear that? You're like, oh, yeah, he's probably right. And Moro Diaz is still injured for FC Dallas. Then they'll give them a run for their money. But until then, yeah, you know, this is a ridiculously deep team. Uh, Molino did get two goals for Minnesota United. His first goal was an, a great, a fantastic pass by Ibsen to open up uh, Denladi into space, who passes it off to Molino, who just powers it through. Second goal was a little less impressive. Um, a lot less impressive. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I mean, sure, the penalty got saved, but it, to me, that that happens sometimes. And he was able to knock in the rebound with no trouble, so I like that. It was a weakly taken penalty, and I almost felt like the rebound shot was even slower. But I, mean, I, I will later bring up something to do with penalties being taken. Um, but we'll get to that when we talk about the Chicago Fire. Moving along, let's talk about one moment, which is Miguel Ibarra receiving the ball. I think it was at the edge of the box or just outside it. He's in miles of space and takes the moment to just cue up the ball, pauses for a half second, and then knocks in a beautiful shot that I, I don't know how it didn't go in. Uh, but it was Alex Bono is up for a save of the week with that save on Ibarra's shot. I don't. It, it seemed destined for the top corner. If that would have went in... Well, just what, have, what have we done to deserve Miguel Ibarra is all I'm we saying. We gave him a really cool nickname. Uh, we signed his best friend. Um, we beautiful. let him go on a 
road trip to Mexico for a year and a half. We did. We did. And we took him back gladly <laughs> and forgave him for his misdeeds. Uh, speaking of his best friends, uh, Ramirez, uh, Storton Ondol, I think he was followed, being followed on the play. He was taken mm-hmm. down. I wouldn't be surprised if... I wasn't, wouldn't have been surprised if the Toronto guy then got up, hit him with a chair, and then pinned, <laughs> and then pinned him down for a three. It, it should have been a, a foul. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go yeah. and take that stance. Um, yeah, argue with me if you want. I, for Twitter. one, think that strikers should be able to keep it out of the goal while giving somebody else a piggyback ride that they didn't <laughs> consent to, but sure, whatever. <laughs> Toronto's third goal, showing fortitude, Altador giving the assist, uh, was painful enough to watch it go in and then see two different Toronto players go off in two different directions and celebrate was a little much. <laughs> I, I did not appreciate that. It was I was in a Mexican restaurant in LA, basically cursing, and nobody knew why. By the way, I went to a Mexican restaurant where they make guac in front of you. Nice. It's uh, you homemade know, guac is the best. Yeah, I was in, I was in LA to to go to a live taping of the West Wing Weekly, and there's a West Wing episode. Which I am so jealous. I'll tell you the stories later, but there, there's a West Wing episode where President Bartlett and his daughter are dining at a restaurant where they make guac in front of you. So me and my friend we decided to go and do the same thing, emulate our on-screen heroes. So, which one of you was Bartlett? Which one of you was his daughter? I don't know. Okay. We, we, didn't, we didn't go that deep. <laughs> I mean, if anything, there was also... It ended up being a pollster meeting in that episode, right? right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There, there was not... Uh, Q wasn't there. Who's the guy who plays? John Delaney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, moving back to talking about soccer. Anything more we need to talk about this game, guys? Uh, Rickett's got up for that last goal. That was a fantastic goal by Toronto. Yeah, that, there's been some criticism that marking should have been better on that. No. Not when he jumps that high. Yeah, like, it, that was ridiculous. Like, you should not feel bad about letting a goal in like that. Let's move on to some non-game-related news. There was, right after actually we recorded, there was some word that Johan Vanegas had been asked not to train for one day. Essentially, he was given the day off to recuperate. Was that, what was the, what was the quote? It was like involved? a... I think Adrian Heath's quote was something to the effect of clear his head. Mm-hmm. Um, some sort of frustration boiled over at training, it seemed like. Um, he walked off the training pitch the day before scowling or something. But I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt here. Um, the man has a newborn baby. He's probably not getting much sleep. He lost his place to Abu Dhabi um, for, for at least two games now. Um, frustration on top of not getting a lot of sleep could lead into just some regrettable situations at training. Um, he did travel with the team. Mm-hmm. I came as a sub just around. I missed the sitter, which I can't forgive him for. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, How about we not well, forgive him for the things that are on the field, but forgive him for things that they're yeah. not happening in the game. Not the game. Not the game. We're talking about practice. I'm talking Iverson, about is that you? practice, man. <laughs> even, even this performance in the game, though. You know, people have poor games. I didn't. There, there are some calls on Reddit for this guy to be benched. I'm sorry. He's he's a good player. He's shown that early this season. I think he's got more potential. Like you're saying, there are some extenuating circumstances. And I, for my part, wasn't happy with the fact that this how this played out in public and saying, you know, he has to clear his head. Why not just say that the guy's, uh, you know, fatigued or some some give yeah. some sort of excuse like. Um, I, I I think it's basically that enough of it was caught 
that it was gonna leak out mm. um i i think i remember seeing meg ryan tweet about that and say yeah he was scowling as he left the field and then the next day he wasn't there and everyone was like oh what happened with johan so i don't exactly know i mean it Situations like this, yeah, they should be handled better, but it's it's almost refreshing to know that it was just a, yeah, he was frustrated, we gave him the day off. In a, in a perfect world, Adrian would have been able to say, oh, he had a mental health day, he just needed to do him that, but there's so much stigma around that, and don't want to get into that now, just watch Trish Gethard's special on HBO. And it was only one day he was back on the field after apologizing to teammates. So mm-hmm. there's that. But it did just a little bit of news that did play out. Let's move on to a segment we call the Major Listening Server. So we talk about MLS games from the past week. First up, Houston 2, Vancouver 1. Um, Albert Talese is having a very good year so far. Yeah. Eric Torres, and this time it was Eric Torres. It wasn't uh, Morales, like we <laughs> flubbed that one time. <laughs> oh, Torres uh, notched a penalty after a relatively soft takedown. Yeah, Minolta's turned the bats into uh, Waston, uh, defender for Vancouver in the box, and gets knocked over pretty easily. Waston's huge. Waston is huge, so it might have yeah. not been that easily, but... I uh, think in basketball they call that taking a charge, but (laughs) in soccer they call that a penalty. Yeah, I really didn't think that this was anything malicious on Watson's part. No, absolutely uh, not. Uh, Uh, Shocking news, Breccia gets another goal. Which uh, world are we living in? Again, super sub Breccia. In even more surprising news, but I guess it it, it involves another terrible team. Colorado won 3-0 against San Jose. What? Colorado and not, winning games and not surprising news Alan Dorton missed an absolute sitter to start off the game Yeah, but I mean, then they gonna... scored three more after that so <laughs> he was forgiven uh, um, we need to talk about something here uh, <laughs> the the announcers for the Facebook live commentary okay they sounded like preteens really high-pitched voices and they sounded like uh, preteens who were watching porn there's there's one there's two announcers for the Univision Report this Facebook Live guys. Uh, one of them is I really liked. He's very good. He's very knowledgeable about the sport. That guy did not do the commentary for this game. <laughs> um, so uh, Gashi stores a brace for uh, Colorado. And- Gashi, Gashi, Gashi. Oh! <laughs> do you need a cigarette after this? <laughs> Can I make you a sandwich? Tim Howard makes a save. Timmy Howard, oh yes! And then they pan up to the to the press box, and he's just <laughs> naked. There were no cameras. I was told no cameras. Mom, I told like, you not to come in. <laughs> there was a sock on the door for a reason. He's just like, has, oh, he has his headphones and his mic, and then a, a <laughs> bottle of lotion and a and a box full of tissues, and his phone just like and his phone just watching a closer a close up of the game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, former Lou Moosaid had a fantastic cross to make an assist. All right, moving along, Montreal to Columbus Crew. Three three goals scored by Justin Miram. He gets the hat trick. Justin Miram, I hate to... S- is he the best winger in MLS right now? This is... I think it was Matt Doyle that brought this question up. Form makes me think so, but... Any arguments there? Trying to, not at the moment, not in MLS. Um, I think on different days, like uh, Seattle's moved Jordan, Jordan Morris to the wing, and on any different day, Heaton 
uh, kind of take control of the game and maybe not score the, a hat trick, but create goals with his speed and his pace to and laying off balls to Dempsey or um, yeah, arrow. yeah. Um, what Albert bit- Ellis maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but right now Merrim's at the top. Yeah, he's he's just been playing absolutely out of his mind this year. One last bit of news from this game is that Impact's new designated player. Anyone want to give this one a shot? Lots of uh, high-scoring <laughs> Scrabble tiles. Bulgerum Dizemaili. <laughs> Bulgerum Dizemaili. Sounds right to me. Okay, yeah. He debuted uh, <laughs> yeah. in this game, and then people learn how to say his name except me. DC United 0, Philadelphia Union 4. And before we get into this game, I just want to ask you guys about CJ Sapong and whether we should make an animated series called El Sapong. I don't know if you watched the series Quick, Go- Quick Draw McGraw on Cartoon Network. And he had an alternate uh, identity that was kind of Zorro-like called El Kabong, where he took an acoustic guitar and smacked people on the head with it, saying, <laughs> Kabong! I... I did watch that. It was on Boomerang, like the late night or early morning Cartoon Network, and yeah, yeah. So, so could we have Elsa Pong be a guy who takes the ball and smacks it into like evil doers' heads, saying Elsa Pong? Are you saying that Bill Hamid is a, an, an evil doer? Because <laughs> he was certainly doing terrible things in goal. The funny thing is, even he with was... four goals scored, though, he did actually make a bunch of good saves for DC. I'm, I'm, he made I'm a sorry, bunch of. He... Looked so awkward and dull all night. The he made saves he made, it, it looked like he wasn't comfortable in that. Yeah, he was He was behind on a lot of saves that he was making. He was making a meal out of a snack maybe, for most of his saves. Maybe he saw termites in the goalpost before the game. Bugs in close proximity to me, even if they're concealed by wood, would make me uncomfortable. Three out of the four goals that Philadelphia have scored are up for goal of the week. And this is basically how this game was. We had Gooch, Oguchi on a Yuvu scoring on a header, which I think it's just because he was taller than everybody else on that. It's taller and larger. Right. Uh, Fafa Pico scores an amazing cannonball from just outside the box. And it was first of two goals scored from outside the box, Philadelphia. And Fabino, very, very lucky not to be called for a penalty at 1-0, which could have changed the game if it was handed down. Yeah, that happened, and then uh, Acosta for DC United was uh, sent off with a straight red. Uh, three of Philly's four goals were scored after that red card. Yeah, so it doesn't count, basically, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there's still no win, so... Yeah, 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 I'm still sure it counts. Orlando 2, Sporting Kansas City 2. Gasp that Orlando was not able to win in front of the purple wall. Um, a brace for Latif Lessing around a pair of goals for what Orlando. What a blessing for Tasty. Yeah, even though apparently he was subbed off after he uh, it did a little bit of a, a diving display. Basically, um, was kind of flopping over, trying to get fouls, wasn't doing so well. And Peter Vermees, apparently they said that he was getting subbed off for just tiredness. He hadn't mm. played a full 90. Uh, n- no, no, that that's not at all what happened. And See, but this is yeah. how, how you handle a situation where you're benching a player. <laughs> 
he was kind of say something like, he was tired. He yeah. Kinda... Yeah. Yeah. He was exhausted. That's why he was falling over. Um, Just hold the new baby yeah. up and be like, yeah, look at this baby. He's been keeping Johan up. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> Kyle Laren's uh, pretty good, though. Yeah, he yeah. is pretty good. And sources have told Goal.com that MLS has received transfer offers from multiple European clubs this week to acquire Laren. No word on if they will call him Kyle or Sile, as I prefer to call him. I think it depends what country he goes to. Yeah. When he goes to Portugal, you know, they do Jose instead of Jose. I do in Spain, so it's from Portugal. Uh, okay. like yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think they'll pronounce Bulgerim? <laughs> just mean, a mildly different. It's, it's, it to, <laughs> I'm just because the thing is, I think most of the most of the steam that I I hope for his sake that he's going to is for Bundesliga clubs like really hard consonants in German and you have a C that's supposed to be a K. What? <laughs> Bulgarian Dismiley sounds like an insult from a different language, man. Like, Bulgarian Dismiley, what did you say to me? That's not what my mother looks like. <laughs> All right, uh, moving along. MLS, to, to talk about some non-game related news for a moment. MLS has revealed a strategic plan to improve their TV ratings. This plan includes putting cameras in the locker rooms before the game, allowing access to team huddles, putting microphones on coaches during games, and increasing the number of media car washers. I know these four things are exactly what I've been looking for before I started watching MLS. So, uh, I know especially that I want Adrian Heath to wash my car just like Liam and Noel Gallagher used to do for him. Call back. Very nice. This is the strategic plan that doesn't really seem to address any of the actual issues, one of which might be maybe there aren't enough people who want to watch MLS in the first place in this country. The obvious counterpoint to that being there are a lot more people who watch Bundesliga, EPL, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Then the counterpoint to that being, but the quality of play is not as good. Can we just run this argument ad hominem it's it's dumb it's dumb uh, MLS is always going to be compared to leagues overseas it's it's always going to because we're United States we'd have the best of everything except for the best soccer league yeah it's, market the league better that's that's the bottom line I mean yeah. you're not going to get it by just making the TV product marginally better in ways that, quite frankly, I usually still have on mute when I'm trying to skip over the commercials. I, I have a one-point plan to improve ratings for MLS in this country. Put it, it back on NBC! <laughs> I was going to say signs oh. Lata, but, you know. Well, <laughs> well yeah, that too. Yeah. Next game, New England 4, Real Salt Lake 0. Mike Petke in the In-N-Out eating burgers. Uh, this is not good for RSL. RSL does not look good in sweaters, unfortunately. No, I, I don't think so. You'd think that a, a city that's really close to the nice ski towns would have their sweater game on point, but no, no. Caldwell, Fagundes, Kamara... Lee Wynn, all score. Minnesota legend Femi Holinger Jansen has a terrible shot. Then he has a goal, quote unquote, that was offside. New England had another offside goal. It could have been much worse for Real Salt Lake. Yeah, I mean, the goal scorers in and of themselves read out like a really bad, all these people walk into a bar joke. 
But beyond that, I mean, it, it was just that RSL looked absolutely terrible. I just want to point out Kai Kamara did a baby celebration after he scored. I just want to say he has a fertility symbol on top of his head. So it's, it's a very fortunate uh, message. That Boing. Got <laughs> Chicago 4, Seattle 1. Two things that I cannot believe. Number one, Toyota Park was entirely full. Number two, what is Chicago doing beating the reigning MLS Cup champions? Um, honestly, I think the first part is more surprising. Like, I've, I've <laughs> been to games at Toyota Park. Yeah, Seattle's been that good this year, so. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure that everybody that has a car in the city of Chicago drove out for that game. Yeah. Hey, don't don't associate it with the fire with anything to do with Chicago. Okay, it's in Bridgeview. Stop it, Peter. Let's not. stop it, Peter Wiltz. <laughs> stop selling NASL for Chicago. Um, but but yeah, in all honesty, I mean it's it's good for the fire that they're actually finally getting fans. Um, Schweinsteiger, aside from being really good on the field, seems to be selling tickets. Yes, he is. And he seems to be insulting MLS. <laughs> if you guys saw that, he had some yeah. honest things to say about the quality of play in the league. I'm pretty and sure Don Garber right. called him up. So, yeah, yeah he he's, right. he's entirely right, and that's fine. Yep, yep. We'll talk someday about quality of play and how I think that's a garbage argument for not watching MLS. But uh, Nemanja Nikolic, taken down in the box, falls over a leg, he overplays the foul, penalty given, and then Akam. <laughs> Akam, he misses the penalty, and I, I gotta say, I can't believe he didn't score that penalty. I can't believe it's not butter either, but whatever. <laughs> um, here's here's the funny thing. I can't believe that they called it as encroachment on Stefan Fried. Yeah, they said Stefan Fried come off his line, so the penalty had to be retaken, which was scored by Nikolic. But hey, I just want to point out that these penalties, you know, you talked earlier about Molino sending in a slightly weaker ball. I think that might have been one of the issues with Akam as well. There should be... A, there's actually statistical evidence that if you just walk up to the ball and kick it as hard as you can in any direction that is... or any target that's within the goal that increases your chances, the best chance of scoring, that should be called Occam's penalty. The the simplest shot you can take <laughs> scores the goal. I got to be honest, I, I really dug the Occam believe it's not butter a lot more than the Occam's penalty. Sorry. like I think that's the meme that we're going to go with. <laughs> All right, sounds good. No, I can't get no respect around here. Dempsey notches a goal from the top of the 18. Unfortunately, though, that was... Uh that didn't yeah. didn't really do a whole lot for this game. That was about all that Seattle had in this Akam game. Akam de- ended up getting his goal that he missed the penalty. Uh, Nikolic scored another goal. He is tied for first in the lead and for goals this season with eight. And but Chicago's third goal, Damson dot JPG. It was amazing, incredible. Yeah, uh, Nikolic basically tapped across as he was falling back. It was his trailing foot that did it. Um, it went directly to Louis Solignac, who, by the way, mm-hmm. has been a very good pickup for my football manager, Minnesota United Safe. Oh, He's actually in the been... Future, future, future. Oracles. Is that smoke I see coming out? No. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Jones gets sent off and moving along to Portland 1, Atlanta 1. What do we do when Atlanta only draws and doesn't lose? Because we kind of have like aggressive laughter. So do we golf clap? <laughs> 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 Meh. 
Or do we yeah. do Beavis and Butthead? <laughs> okay, we, we'll settle on something and, and do, bring it back here the next time this happens. Portland City Council has approved an expansion of Providence Park, which is great news for people on the season ticket waiting list there. All 13,000 of them. Beyond the two goals, just uh, check out the Maradona impression that Fernando Addy did uh, by knocking the ball in, or trying to knock the ball into the goal with his hand, go straight to the keeper. Yeah, instead. like not only was it a handball, he failed at it. Like if <laughs> if you're gonna cheat, at least get it right. Also, an incredible shot by Guzman hits the top left of the bar. Just go watch that. That's why you should be watching the highlights is to watch that shot because it's just yeah. it's one of those like hand to the head moments of like. Oh no. Yeah, Portland was inches away from winning this game. Yeah. RBNY 1, LA Galaxy 3. And I gotta say, New York seemed to be standing in place, almost like they were still, like the connection to their controller had been lost because of a slow internet connection. Is this pained joke getting me anywhere? <laughs> lag. 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 Yeah, I doubt okay. it. Yeah, I doubt yeah, it. Yeah, okay, yeah. move on. Yeah. Move on. Um, Roman Alessandrini... Two goals very early on, including one off of a free kick that the suddenly back in the squad, uh, Yelly Van Dam, um, had a very nice dummy on. Um, he pretty much on rush it, got the keeper to bite, and then didn't even touch it. After seeing that goal, I was like, Van Dam! Okay. <laughs> keep going, just <laughs> keep going, ignore me, it's all right. Uh, Allison Juni tripped over uh, Dreller's leg in the box, a uh, clear penalty. Uh, I think Dos Santos stored the penalty for for the for the Galaxy. Uh Red Bull pulled one back late, uh, long cross on the ground, uh, reached Royer in the box, and he kind of over kicked it into the top of the net. What happened? Good finish. To, what What happened to Dos Santos? By the way, we still have only Uno Santos on the squad, and weren't we supposed Let's to get wait until to... the summer and see what happens during the okay. yeah? Window. We'll see how much time there is. Uh, one positive thing to note, um, since LA is coming to Minnesota next weekend, uh, Bradley Diallo, their right back, um, got two yellow cards and subsequently got sent off. He will be suspended for the next match. A friendly reminder: the last time that Madola Ibarra went up. To- Against the reserve right back, he got two assists, and we beat Kansas City. Fingers crossed. <laughs> FC Dallas won. New York City FC won. One of the few games that I watched the full 94, I was going to watch all of the Sunday games because they were all on national TV, but I was sleepy, so I, I took a nap. Classic. Happy Mother's Day. Um, but uh, <laughs> Dallas was definitely the better team for most of the game, um, but... Uh, New York City did equalize. Watch that goal. Um, Tommy McNamara just bum-rushed off of a free kick that hit... Gonzalez saved it, and then it hit the crossbar. And then T-Mac looked as though he was trying to run through the back of the net and was able to head it in. Even lost his headband. (gasps) Poor guy. I think T Mac needs the uh, Brent Kalman treatment with his hair. So, uh, anyway, with that bombshell, we're going to take a break and return with all the soccer news that does not involve MLS. Welcome back. This week we've kept our burps off the mic. Yeah. And uh, I'm still for so, now, I'm still so ashamed. 
Don't burp shame me. Burp shame. <laughs> That's who I am, damn it. <laughs> we, we let you be yourself. Let's move into a segment we call The Pyramid Scheme, where we talk about the rest of the U.S. soccer pyramid that does not involve MLS. In expansion news first, the North American Soccer League, NASL, are adding a team in Orange County in 2018. Uh, Pete Capriotti, he's a OC-based entrepreneur. Um, he's been a big proponent and fan of local soccer. He's going to be the uh, majority owner. Um, I think it's been mentioned that a lot of the um, technical staff with LA Wolves are expected to be moving over as well. Um, Capriotti, at least... Definitely has the money to back up a Orange County team. Hopefully they can be successful. Um, they are going to be playing at Titan Stadium, uh, which was the old home of the now Orange County SC of USL. Um, that stadium was kind of decried for being way too effing big for that team. And the big question here is if a USL team is not able to fill that stadium, if it's too big for them, and hey, just the fact that there's a USL team present in the local area what does that mean for an asl can an asl actually go head to head as we found out in okc the answer is yeah yeah well the, the field they're playing at has natural grass they don't so they don't, they don't have to like ship in their turf so <laughs> I th- they have a light up there and no one will oh, be so stealing yeah. turf in the middle of the Th- night there's only one owner so right have. um there's not a... there's not an owner that has to fly transatlantic and then transcontinental basically um the other side of it too is that orange county does have a ton of people and it's surprisingly regionalized you know there's a lot of people that are on that north side of the oc that want to be able to be soccer fans but don't want to drive to carson california or don't want to drive to the south side of the county and drive for four hours so uh, i think what we're saying here is rail oc Coming to you in 2018. I... No? No. I was just going to say that the only way this team is a success if, if every team walk out is, mm, what you say? That's your only man. Well... Have you seen the SNL skit with that song? Yep. You know those like digital shorts are like Almost 10 years old now. Can you believe yeah, that? Yeah, they are. Incredible. I remember I'd watched them when I was in high school. Yeah. On Saturday night, I wasn't ever invited out to anywhere else. Something we all also <clears> remember <throat> from high school is back when the Fort Lauderdale Strikers existed and were a competent <laughs> management group. Turns out the NASL is now suing the current slash former owners of the Strikers. It, it's a counter sue on the suit that Bill Edwards had first filed. So it's all sorts of a shit show. Go read about it online if you'd really want to get into it. Empire um, of Soccer is the best write-up for it. Um, let me yeah. guess, my favorite author, Jake Nutting, had... Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> had written something. Ow. Is Jake Nutting the guy who was announcing that game? That Colorado game? No? <laughs> <laughs> I feel kind of bad for making fun of him, but only kind of. <laughs> Anyway, moving along to some games in NASL, we should talk about North Carolina, Texas Ranger beating Jacksonville 3-1 because number one, Lance Lang got a brace in this game. Yeah, um, one with an excellent free kick. James Marcelin also had a total belter in this game. Um, the other reason that we should talk about it, um, Jack Blake also scored the lone goal for Jacksonville. Minnesota hey, legend. Hey, guess what? 
Loons are doing very, very well in NASL. Uh, Aaron Pitchlin with his, I think, 150th career oh, appearance in NASL. Yeah. So good for him. Good for Jack. Good for Lance. Mm-hmm. Keep on keeping on, boys. The Indy Jose Mourinho's are no longer as they lost their first game this season and still don't have a win. Miami beat them 3-2. USL news now. Um, aside from the uh, couple of really lopsided... Uh, Charlotte beat the second Red Bulls five oh, one. Okay. Tulsa beat the OC four nil. Um, I think the the only important thing that we need to talk about um, is the uh, first goal that Tampa Bay scored against Louisville City. Helpfully, the sideline reporter for the Rowdies was reporting the fact that Louisville City's keeper provides bagels from the local Panera to all the defenders after he has a shutout to celebrate. And right at that moment, Georgie Ristov scores and the main commentator says, Georgie Ristov will not allow the bagels. It was pretty beautiful. And it kind of sounded to me like Howard Dean, you know, we're going to North Dakota, we're going to New Mexico, we're going to bagels. Yeah. Panera. Uh, right. Exactly. Yeah. The the color guy got into the act as well. He referred to bagels again on the scoreboard. So there there are no more bagels on the scoreboard. George Ursel would not allow bagels on the scoreboard. Pretty sure Ralph. But Ralph, very calmly, like they didn't get into it as much as the play by play guy did. No, I I think the fact that he did it calmly was even more frightening. <laughs> I, th- I think Ralph Smob is going to be throwing bagels at the pitch next game. Please do that. Yeah, don't, actually, don't throw them. Just like have them and eat them. Go, go. Once Miami is announced as an actual MLS expansion, they turn down Tampa, go throw bagels at David Beckham. Do it. <laughs> NWSL's players have established a players association for non-allocated players. Yeah, so um, this seems to be the first step towards fully unionizing, but um, the, the players that aren't uh, being brought in and are on contracts with the um, United States Soccer Federation, uh, Mexican FA, Canadian FA... Um, they are finally getting some sort of collective bargaining unit, which is sorely needed for a league that only pays its players about ten grand a year. Maui Pugh has signed with the Washington Spirit. Pew, we were pew, t- pew. <laughs> Thank you for that. We were talking about the fact that she had uh, given up. Where? Which? Which college was it? A UCLA. Uh, a full ride scholarship there and decided to go pro instead. Now we find out she will remain in NWSL. There was interest from PSG and Olympique Lyon. Uh, Pew had been on record saying that she didn't want to go to Washington. Uh, Portland, the Portland Thorns tried to trade for the allocation spot. Uh, nothing ever worked out and Pew ended up signing for Washington. Um, she'll be a great addition to the team and to NWSL, but. I wonder how long that connection will last between Pew and Washington. She, of course, is a USWNT player, and that kind of nicely eases us into a segment we call The Sewer, where we talk about our national teams. Only one bit of news, Fabian Johnson has extended his deal till 2020 at Borussia Mönchengladbach. Tips Fedora. (laughs) Just a small dip in the sewer this week. Yeah. Uh, with that, let's take a flight over to England and head into a segment we call The Pub. Which pub are we going to this week, guys? Uh, this week we're going to the Proud Lion. Oh, come on. The Crowned Lion? Um, the, you could have gone with something like the, 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 the Cheerful Veteran, because, you know, the Chelsea Veterans. 
uh, the I, pensioners. I, oh, you're talking about John Terry, right? Please don't come to Minnesota. Please don't come to Minnesota. Please don't come to Minnesota. Come to Minnesota. Uh, by the way, um, we will not be the ones to talk about this. Uh, the 551 guys had a very good discussion of uh, some interesting celebratory grabs that happened between John Terry and Diego Costa. Um, go check them out. Yeah, go, on their podcast? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Chelsea have won the Premier League with a 1-0 win over West Bromwich Albion. Arsenal beat Stoke 4-1. Um, this was a stunning result simply because Arsenal have not won at the Britannia Stadium in seven years. In fact, they're a little bit more used to having their players' legs broken at the Britannia rather than winning. Wasn't, that's, that, wasn't that the last time they won when Aaron Ramsey got his leg snapped in half? You know, I think it might have been, yeah. yeah. Um, here's the best part. So Ryan Shawcross, the guy that snapped Aaron Ramsey's leg in half, got nutmegged for the third goal. That's the second most worthy thing that can happen to Ryan Shawcross's legs. In stunning oh, okay. news, the first one. Yeah. Arsenal also won a second game at where they beat Sunderland 2-0. Uh, late breaking news because it happened today on Tuesday. Um, two late goals by Alexis Sanchez, which means that... He's auditioning f- to move to somewhere else and wants a lot of money. Um, no, it means that the final day is going to be somewhat relevant because, Caleb, what happened with Liverpool this week? Liverpool won. Uh, they beat uh, George Michael. And <laughs> no. He died. <laughs> Who, they did not beat George, George Michael. <laughs> Who was the other guy in Wham? It was like, I don't remember his name. <laughs> he doesn't matter, though. They beat George Michael's band duo Wham uh, for nothing. Uh, Daniel Sturridge, of course, in his first start since January, uh, with January 2nd, Arturino uh, had a brace. Um, one came off of Gino Wijnaldum, thunder bastard off the crossbar, just landed right to Coutinho, just dribbles around and scores the goal. Then Aridi tapped one in late to pop all their bubbles. Wasn't there some sort of shirtless Coutinho stuff this week? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there was. What? 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 Nothing. It's not on my desktop. Stop looking at me like that. No, stop. That's what that commentator was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Coutinho! My! <laughs> so that's what that not porn folder is for. God damn it. Uh, Spurs said goodbye to White Hart Lane. There was a rainbow that showed up. No word on whether it was a double rainbow, guys. Uh, in Okay, tired meme. Too old. I think okay. the best part of it, though, was that whereas people were tweeting about this and, and not saying, oh, all of the Spurs fans were rushing the pitch to celebrate the last day of White Hart Lane, they were celebrating because they gave Chelsea a good fright to the end. Okay. All right. Uh, Manchester United officially finished in sixth place. Um, goal UK Twitter account tweeted out that Jose Mourinho is turning Manchester United into Macclesfield Town, which Macclesfield Town replied with, what's wrong with us? <laughs> Goddamn brilliant. Uh, we have a weird Champions League playoff scenario. Yeah, uh, so with Arsenal winning both their games and Liverpool winning their game against West Ham. Uh, sorry, uh, just Wham. Um, especially the, and then the we weekend. Josh Michael. <laughs> <laughs> 
the, he was not woken up before he went went. Uh, <laughs> I'm just so glad that you made that. You made that grammatically correct. That was the best part. <laughs> Basically, on the last uh, match uh, day, if Arsenal beats Everton by two goals and Liverpool ties Middlesbrough, uh, two teams will have to play in a playoff game to decide England's final championship league, Champions League place. But very specifically, they have to draw 1-1 against Middlesbrough, oh, okay. which, given the fact that Brad Guzan has been playing in goal recently... I'm not terribly confident. Just aim for his legs, guys. Just aim for his legs. <laughs> this kind of this scenario sounds like that always sunny scene where Charlie's standing in front of the, all that conspiracy theory stuff with all the like dots connected, and he's like, "Oh, trust me, I had a different version of that note talking about the different ways that Man City can still not finish in the top four, mm-hmm. and it gets crazy. Really." Uh, Basically, and, it involves uh, an, an Arsenal win, a Liverpool draw, and Man City losing by like five against Watford. I'd be okay with that as well. Uh, in, Sorry, Anna Freeberg. In future uh, Premier League news next season, uh, Reading beat Fulham on aggregate to book a place in the championship playoff final. They'll play either Huddersfield and or, or Sheffield Wednesday, who play, fittingly, on a Wednesday, <laughs> which is um, the 17th, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, was, uh, was, the final will be on Memorial Day on the 29th. Uh, my pick is Sheffield Wednesday because they're playing on their day. So. Oh, okay. All right. But they won't be playing on their day because Memorial on day. day is on Monday. Well, they're playing the the semifinal on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, but then they'll lose it. Oh, yeah. Wembley. Yeah, to, Reading will win. Yeah, and, and there will be a rainbow because of, you know, phonics. Let's move into a segment we call They Don't Call It Soccer in brackets Some Do Though where we tackle the rest of the world's soccer that we haven't talked about yet. Only one item this week in this segment. Congratulations to Feyenoord of all teams. They won the Dutch Eredivisie on the final day um, both because of a Dirk Kout hat-trick. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. (laughs) As well as Ajax stumbling miserably on the final day um it it almost seemed as though they were looking more towards the Europa League final uh Feyenoord it's it's their first league win in 18 years I want to also mention that Bayern beat Red Bull Leipzig 5 to 4 and this game was actually I believe 4 to 2 in Leipzig's favor at which point Bayern decided to turn it back on they powered up and decided to show the world what they had and won this game in spectacular fashion. Coming up is the Europa League final, which stars Ajax and uh, the fighting Jose Mourinho's, or I should say the drawing Jose Mourinho's. The Macclesfield Town United FC Red Devils. <laughs> what do you guys think of this final? Have you any thoughts at all? Do you think it's relevant? Do you care? It's happening I'm, on I'm May gonna, 24th. I'm going to watch it. Um... Manchester United will be out without uh, Eric Bailey. He got to the red card in their last game against Tel Tavido. I just a good team. Um, they have a lot of chemistry, a lot of young players. Uh, Not only that. David Clausen is fantastic. I, I'm pretty sure that their top 11 can be fielded with players that are under the age of 23. Yeah. So if you want to see a bunch of future superstars, watch this game, watch Ajax, because... Um, the European Giants are going to be looking at, the, at that team and watching this game and seeing who they can uh, 
purchase in the summer. All right. Well, with that, we should move on to a segment we call the Reynolds Wrap-Up, where Colin takes a conspiracy theory that you have been thinking about and makes sense of it for you. So, this is somewhat uh, recent, unfortunately. Um, There is an ousted ethics official at FIFA um, that said that basically every single attempt that they've made at trying to get things cleaned up, trying to note out wrongdoing, uh, was stopped at every turn, not just under the um, old regime of Sepp Blatter, uh, but somewhat still under uh, Johnny Infantino. Um, I have a feeling that things are going to get a little bit more exciting with this. You know why? Because this ethics chief was a former prosecutor for within the United States um, who worked with James Comey. Not only that, but this guy learned from James Comey that you need to write down literally every single word, four-word conversation with timestamps, no less. I just think it's really unfair that you're getting all this great material from the real world. You know days. what? <laughs> the only way that I can make this segment work is if I try and humor myself by making all of these things that are going on in the world what, what? less terrible. Does, like, does, does it help? Uh, surprisingly, yes. Oh, okay, Why nice. aren't you making jokes about things like the Jamestown colony, famous conspiracy theories from the past... Of that sort, you know, what was that ship that showed up with all of its people missing, and it, you know, the ship was in perfect condition. You know, you guys thought that I did the Reynolds rap because I like conspiracy theories. No, I knew that I needed to do the Reynolds rap because <laughs> therapy. <laughs> this is the only way that I can cope. I need to completely move this away from reality in order to actually deal with the real world. All right, well, we'll deal with it with you. With that, we should call an end to this episode. But before we go, let us tell you, please share this podcast with your friends. We always like having new listeners. You can find this podcast on great podcast providers everywhere on 55.1. You can find us on Twitter at... I'm at kolson716, also right for 55.1. I am at The Attachments. I also uh, get busy on Wednesday and Thursday nights for Trivia Mafia around the Twin Cities. Fantastic. I don't do anything. I'm only on Twitter, at TW United Fans. Actually, I will also, well, I do a lot of stuff with the Dark Clouds too. And one of the things that you should do this week is go play pickup soccer with Minnesota and LA supporters on Sunday morning because I know how I want to prepare for a whole uh, home game is going and getting sweaty. Playing with the boys. No, no, no word of if shirtless Tom Cruise will be there along with that Univision commentator. Uh, Spooching about it. I will say this though, I might be getting drunk with LA Galaxy fans on the Saturday beforehand. So, can I show up hungover? I think you can do that. It's my pickup game was described as hangover therapy to me. All right, with that, we bid you adieu. We will shall return next week. Goodbye. Watch Chris Gethard on HBO.